Jackson State takes out Campbell in a dogfight, a really good defensive game. We're breaking down that game, but also taking a peek forward because college game day is going to be at Jackson State versus Southern. Oh yeah, it's Locked on HBCU. Play my music. You are Locked on HBCU, your daily podcast covering HBCU sports. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, family? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On HBCU podcast, your number one daily one-stop shop for everything HBCU athletics, Monday through Friday, part of the Locked On podcast network, your team every day. And I, of course, am Darian Gray, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South, Texas Southern alum and former TSU Herald Sports Editor. Thank you for going on this journey with me, making Locked On HBCU your first listen of the day. And remember, just because the mic cuts off does not mean that the journey is over. It just means it's time to follow me on Twitter at South Exclusives. And today's episode of Locked On HBCU is brought to you by Sling TV. They have something for everybody, especially when it comes to college football action. They have all of the Power 5 conferences, all of the games that you can want to watch. They are all present on Sling TV. I can check out any game that I want to, and now you can as well. Sling TV is the TV you'll love for the price that you'll love. Try it today. Now, I want to talk about this game. Jackson State versus Campbell. Whew. This was a game that had a lot of excitement. I was excited about this game coming into the season. A lot of people got excited about this game about a couple of weeks ago when they knocked off Central. I just thought it was enticing. I I just thought that this was a game that we should pay attention to the outcome of. Either way, right? Not having a dog in the race, Jackson State or Campbell. Now, when Central did lose, I did say I wanted Jackson State to win. Um, But this was a really gritty win by the team. They did get it done. It was a real gritty win. Nice defensive game. Um, It probably wasn't as pretty as most Jackson State games, but... I put kind of a lot of, I put the respect of HBCUs on the back of Jackson State for this game. And honestly, it probably wasn't fair. You know, that that's probably not fair to them. But luckily, they have broad shoulders. They were able to carry that weight. And then also, they came out victorious. So, uh, actually, while writing this, I had a little bit of a debate with myself. And I just, I was just curious for most people outside of the HBCU landscape, because this is going to kind of be a, 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 a recurring thread both in this segment and then also in the last segment i'll bring it back up but we all know there's a lot of people who just weren't paying attention to hbcu athletics like that's not it's not a, a breaking story or anything it's not a hot take but there are a lot more eyes on it now and a lot of it does come from either the renewed um attention given to hbcus or Deion sanders being there and people just caring about Deion sanders and now they're looking at it but it makes me wonder Jackson State has looked great. A lot of people give Jackson State credit. But does the praise then break down to HBCUs? Or is it just a Jackson State exclusive? Right? Because JSU was able to retain attention by being good. They're a really good team. And that's why people still care. But the reason they got attention was Deion Sanders. Instantly, as soon as he was there, the attention came with him. So it just makes me wonder, knowing how they got the attention, does it sprinkle down to the rest of HBCUs? There's been some really good HBCU teams, undoubtedly. There's some really good HBCU teams. 
But I wonder now that it's Jackson State and Deion Sanders and the conversation is going more, does the conversation start with Jackson State is X, Y, and Z and then go to HBCUs can be X, Y, and Z or does it just stop at Jackson State? I'll just pose that question. That's not the topic at hand. We'll get to the story, which is the game that just happened. But I just want to put that right there in front of you. Let me know what you think in the comments below. Let me know what you think on Twitter. I'm just curious about that. Are people saying that HBCUs can do this, that, and the third for your for your player, for your son, for your daughter? Or is it just Jackson State can... I don't know. We'll put that out there. We will put that out there. Hopefully, hopefully with Quay Rousseau, right? Hopefully with those two big boys out of Alabama, they'll go to Alabama State and the, the cycle will just continue. But it just, it does kind of uh, pique my interest. But enough of that. Let's go ahead and get to the real topic. And that's this game. It was a dog fight, right? It's not the prettiest game offensively. Real nice game defensively. Like, if you think defensive play is pretty, this was pretty, right? I think defensive play is pretty. And this was it. I love it, right? Well, you know, a lot of defenders, they ain't gonna, like I said that. They gonna want a, a tougher t term than pretty but you know what I mean like this was beautiful football defensively it was great so we're going to start off with that because that's what the great point was and let's compare what North Carolina excuse me what Campbell was able to do not against North Carolina Central uh but what Campbell was able to do against North Carolina Central and the next two games after that because they had a really long stretch in those last three games this was so abnormal from the last couple of games that they had we talked about how they want to run the ball so much and that comes from the offensive line after that game against Central, they ran the ball 50 times or more. Central in the next two games, 50 or more times. And with that, they were able to average 87 plays a game. That stopped here. They didn't run the ball 50 times. They didn't even get to 70 plays. They stopped at 67. And that's a testament to Jackson State's defense because you're only running the ball 50 times. You're only getting 80, 90 plays a game if you're actually – most likely running the ball effectively, right? Like, that's what happens. When you run the ball 50 times, you're doing something, right? Even if the yards per carry aren't there and you're not super efficient, you're doing something to sustain drives. That's how you get 90-play games. Like, you do not get these games, these – you don't get this output unless you're effectively running the ball. Passing doesn't get you 90-something plays, right? That just doesn't happen. So, Jackson State just didn't let them be on the field for long, and that's a testament to how good Jackson State was. I'm trust, – trust me – that uh, Campbell did not not run the ball under their own volition. They didn't just have less plays by their own choosing. That didn't happen. Jackson State forced that, so we have to give them some credit on that. And Aubrey Miller was a big part of it. He led the team in tackles, 13. He led the teams in tackle for a loss, 2. He led the team and got their only sack of the day with 1. I think he even forced a fumble, if I'm not mistaken. Like, this guy was a really good player. Star of the game. Star of the game. So, um... That was a great performance by that defense. It did everything I wanted them to do. And we're going to look at the metrics that we were going to, you know, or the, the highlighted matchups and storylines and keys that we were looking at on Friday going into this game on Saturday. We're going to do that in the next segment. But first, I want to tell you about this offense. This offense is really good. But they did not have their best game on Saturday. Offensively, it just felt like this team couldn't score. Like, that was the issue. They got into the red zone, but they just could not score. Now, if you want to talk about self-inflicted wounds, you want to talk about Campbell's defense, whatever. The point is they couldn't score. You got to give some credit to Campbell. They forced two turnovers in the red zone. So they have made plays. 
And look, I mean, the story is not the offense. The story is the defense. That's how they won the, the drag out fight. To me, this was kind of reminiscent of the Tennessee State game where the offense just struggled to score points, like I said. That, that's what I saw. I don't want to harp on the offense because it was what it was. The red zone offense is going to have to tick up. It's something I heard Jackson State fans complaining about. So we're going to have to see them elevate in that metric. But going forward, we're going to talk about the three things we said, three storylines, two matchups, or excuse me, three matchups, two storylines, and the key to victory that were supposed to decide this game. Well, let's see just what part they played in the game. Before we get into that, however, this week's thrilling moment is brought to you by Nissan. The thrilling designs behind the new lineup of from Nissan are intended to empower drivers and vehicles as capable as the driver themselves. When I think about unbelievable abilities on the field for this week's thrilling moment, it has to be the game-saving interception by Dwayne Nichols. If he doesn't make that interception, North Carolina Central very well could go up by one point. All they have to do is make the field goal. And that play might have just saved the game and saved the season for South Carolina State. The segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier Amada Pathfinder today. Available at NissanUSA.com. As we keep on rolling on today's episode of Locked on HBCU, I appreciate you for making us your first listen of the day every day. And for your second listen of the day, I need you guys to be checking out Locked on Sports Today. For, from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insight only the Locked on Network is providing you. Locked on Sports Today is available on this app, YouTube, wherever you get your podcast. Does not matter. Make sure you guys are checking it out. And today's word of the day is volition, and it means the power of choosing or determining. I want to look at the metrics that we set on Friday's episode when talking about the game that's going to come up on Saturday. I like reviewing what we said and seeing how things planned out. These were the things we were going to watch for. So let's go into our three matches. Let's get straight into it. The first matchup was Jackson State defensive line versus the Campbell offensive line. And to me, this was a game or a matchup that was going to decide the, the game. This is where I compared them to Central. This, this was that. They won. They won. They didn't get dominated. The fact that they weren't able to be ran on all day, that showed that they won that game. This was a slight comparison to Central. That was the storyline we had, but this was matchup specifically that was compared to Central. They didn't get dominated. They held their own. They weren't able to run the ball over them. That's a win for Jackson State. The next matchup that we're talking about was the assortment of wide receivers for Jackson State against the Campbell defensive backs. And I set this magic number, 272. That was the least amount of yards that Shador Sanders had all year long. So I said, you know what? If you go hold them below 272, that's a, that's a win. They did it. You know, even if they had above 272, because Campbell had only given up more than 272, like twice. Once, once was against Central when they were playing mad catch-up. But they don't allow many passing yards. They did in this game. They didn't hit the metric. And I understand, I understand you want to point out a bunch of things, but the fact is, if I put a magic number and you don't hit the magic number, I got to give Campbell the win. That's only fair. That is only fair. So that's a W to Campbell, right? So you're looking at 1-1 in the matchup department. And then the last matchup 
was Brevin Allen versus Josh, uh, Josh Johnson in the Jackson State offensive tackles. I felt like this was a win for Jackson State. Brevin Allen, I was watching multiple games. I barely even seen the guy. He didn't register a stat. So unless he got hurt or something, they shut him down, right? Because it was it was that bad where I'm watching this. I'm watching the TSU all-corn game because that was a great game. Um, and they're on at the same time. So I'm going back and forth, you know. But overall, barely saw Brevin Allen. Josh Johnson only got one tackle for a loss. That's a really good job on a very effective duo of pass rushers. That's a W for Jackson State. The two storylines is Jackson, or excuse me, Travis Hunter returns, returns to the Jackson State homecoming. It's kind of a homecoming for him too. But he returned. He had four tackles. He had four catches. Um, he had a couple of targets in the end zone. They got him involved. It was fun to watch him. You know, I, I was happy when he was popping up on the screen, saw him offensively. We didn't see that against FAMU. So you know when he's healthy, he's going to be a guy who they consistently use. And they used him in the red zone. So I would assume that with the red zone struggles, they're going to try to assimilate him into that red zone game because they feel like he's a game breaker. So let's go ahead and get him involved in an area that's pretty freaking important, right? So I like that. And then also the second storyline was comparing them to Central. And when I compared them to Central, they won. I, I mean, that's the easiest way to say it, right? They won. If you want to compare the North Carolina Central versus Campbell game to Jackson State versus Campbell, what is the major difference? They won. They didn't get dominated up front. They won. But the funniest thing about this, the funniest thing about this storyline right here is that with Central losing to South Carolina State, I could probably crumple this up and throw it away. It doesn't even matter as much anymore because it looks like Central isn't going to win the MEAC. They still could. It's a long way to go. But it looks like South Carolina State has the inside track to winning the MEAC. So with all of this talk about, ooh, compare Central versus Jackson State, it might not even matter. And that's the funny part to me. Um, the key to victory, I needed Sevion Wilkerson to run the ball. And run the ball is what he did. He had over 100 yards. He had 24 carries. He really, the passing game didn't get going great. I said the 272 metric didn't get hit. However, when you're running the ball like he was, it makes up for that. So you're okay with it because overall, offensively, you were still able to drive the ball. You didn't get the points that you wanted. You didn't get the yardage from Shadour Sanders that you wanted, but you still were able to generate some offense because Sivion Wilkerson knew how to run the rock. Going forward, we're going to look forward to the next game. We don't typically do this on Mondays. However, Jackson State versus Southern University has been announced to be the host of college game day this week. I got to talk about why this is a big deal and why they picked a perfect game to do it. Before I do that, however, I'm sure we've all had embarrassing sweat stains. You don't have to admit it to me. I'm not looking for you to admit it. But I'm sure if you haven't, happy for you. But somebody you know has had it. I've had it. It's not fun. It's not fun when you have to walk around feeling like, oh, man, people can see my sweat stains. No more of that. Not as long as you have sweat block. Listen, sweat block was created by a doctor for the doctor. The doctor has sweat problems. He said, man, I got I to gotta clean this up. He got sweat block. Worked for him. It's been backed by doctors. So don't take my word for it. Trust the doctor, right? And if you or someone else that you know wants to experience no longer having this embarrassing moment, then you just need to go ahead and try Sweatblock. You can get it on Amazon, but I would suggest to you to go directly to sweatblock.com and use the promo code LOCKED15. 
on for 20% off your offer. Go to sweatblock.com and use the promo code locked on for 20% off your offer. That's wrapping up today's episode of Locked on HBCU. College game day is coming to Jackson, Mississippi to cover the Boombox Classic Jackson State versus Southern University. Not only is this a big deal, I think they picked a great game to showcase this year, truthfully. Um, before we get into all of it, I want to talk about the history of college game day and the FCS, their relationship together. The FCS has been around for a long time, but college game day has been around since about 93 yeah, I think their first season was in 93. They really got it kickstarted in 94. So you're looking at about 30 years of coverage for this event. In the 30 years, the FCS has only been featured 11 times. Now, five, five times an HBCU has been involved. I'm going to tell you why that number really should be four, but even if you want to go four, this is the 11th time, excuse me. So it's 10 times before this. So even if you want to go with four, that's about half the time that they dip into the FCS well. They also got to dip into the HBCU well. So when they do get into this side of football, right, because it's typically an FBS thing, when they do get into the FCS level, it's a lot of times it's, it's HBCUs as well. If it's not HBCUs, it's the number one team in the nation, whether that be James Madison, who just went up to the FBS level, or if it's North Dakota State, who likely will never go up to the FBS level because they're comfortable dominating the FCS. But those two teams and HBCUs make up the majority of, of it and sometimes it's an overlap like Delaware State going against North Dakota State I don't know why they did that I don't not know why that was highlighted it just didn't make any sense to me but to me this is the rarefied and rarefied air this is the fifth time sixth time whatever that you really look at oh no this this is fifth excuse me One, two, three, four. yeah this is the fifth time that an HBCU has been involved in college game day let's go through them and the reason I think this is more special than the others is because there isn't a national light cast on this game like the other ones. Let's go through it. 05, you had Southern versus Grambling. That's the Bayou Classic. And you look at 08, you had Hampton versus FAMU. That's that's just nothing. That's just a great game. Um, Delaware State at North Dakota State. That's just about North Dakota State, man. Like North Dakota State was the number one team in the nation. Delaware State was 0-2. I do not know why this game was on other than the fact that they just wanted to celebrate North Dakota State at a game they knew they'd win. Um, then in 2021, you had North Carolina Central versus Alcorn, and that's the SWAC MEAC challenge. So there's two things you notice here. One, if you just cut down three, like you just take away the Delaware State game, but whatever, even if you don't. Hampton versus FAMU is the only game that wasn't a national game already. Right? So like this is a great game for HBCU, Southern versus Jackson State. But it, there's a lot of people who don't pay attention. And if you're not paying attention, you're really not going to pay attention to this game. Like, there's nothing to just make you say, I got to watch Southern versus Jackson State. It just isn't, right? The Bayou Classic is nationally televised. The Swipe Meag Challenge is nationally televised. Swipe Meag Challenge is already on ESPN. So, like, this is these are games that are already getting national attention. Without this, this was just a, a, an additive, you know? This was just an additive. Now, North, North Dakota State versus Delaware State, that's just about the number one team in the nation. Let's be real. And then also, also, Southern versus, or excuse me, Hampton versus FAMU is the only time an HBCU has hosted college game day. So this is only the second time that this has happened. Even if you want to take away and say, 
even if you want to write off my national attention narrative, that's fine. This is the second time, and this is the fact. This is the second time that an HBCU has hosted College Game Day ever. Ever. Um, so with this, I think it's great because I love that College Game Day is here, but to me this is just another testament of Deion Sanders and the attention that he brings. That he's bringing, excuse me. That's what it is. Deion Sanders is the man. Deion Sanders is a great promoter. He does he, he can sell anything to anybody. So having him on the ESPN stage is about to take it sky high. I don't think he needed the platform, but I guarantee you he's going to know how to use the platform. Southern, I think they might need the platform. And that's okay. Because don't let Deion Sanders being who Deion Sanders is distract you from the fact that most people in life, screw the HBCU talk, most people in life, or not everybody in life, I want to say most people, not everybody in life just knows how to create their own platform. Not everybody in life is a great salesman of themselves. Some people just need a platform. It's not that they, they don't have good products. It's not that they don't put in good work. Sometimes they just need to be showcased. And some people don't know or aren't the best equipped to bring light to themselves. Guess what? ESPN gives Jackson State and Southern the same exact platform. The same exact platform. I'm sure there'll be more Jackson State talk than Southern. Unfortunately, I won't be able to watch this uh, program, but maybe I'll record it so I can go back and check it out. And it's not going to be three hours of just talk of this game. But you're looking at a situation where Southern is going to have that ESPN platform. And if they can beat Jackson State, hey, man, on an ESPN. That's my problem, though. Let me back it up. That's my problem. This game should not be on ESPN+. Plus. You should not have a game, have college game day there and be on ESPN+. Plus. No, 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 no. I, I just don't, I don't think that should be the case. At least give me ESPN2. ESPN2. Why is this, I know people talk about the relationship between ESPN and HBCUs all the time. But I just don't think you should have college game day and then have this game on ESPN+. Plus, where people can tune into that game, but then they can't tune into the actual, or excuse me, they can tune into the program, but they can't tune into the actual game. That's not right with me. Uh, I, don't, I don't like that. But, um... The environment's gonna be crazy. Cheerleaders gonna be out. The band's gonna be out. Oh. This Jackson State, this Jackson, Mississippi crowd, they already sell out on a regular. This game was already gonna be big. I, my one of my closest friends of uh, family has Southern ties. And they're always up for this game every single year. I know what this game means. This game is huge. Now the nation, now the nation gets to see that this game is huge. That's what I love. This is fun. This is great. And the reason that it's a great game is because they bring in star power. They bring in uh, history. They bring in current relevance. I talked about Deion Sanders. We know who he is. I'm glad that Southern's going to have the same platform now because they're both going to get showcased on ESPN. We have the history. My, I told you, my, my friend's family up for this game every year. This is a big-time matchup. They have history involved here. But then the current relevance and the fact that Jackson State they just want to beat Southern because it's the next opponent. But Southern needs this win. Alcorn lost last week. We're going to talk about that because you know who they lost to. But Alcorn lost last week. You already beat Alcorn and Southern. You're trying to put distance between them and you. And beating Jackson State is a must to do that. And if one team is hungry and one team needs it, then this game instantly gains a little bit more importance. So Southern needing to beat Jackson State because Jackson State doesn't play Prairie View, 
is a is a factor that makes this game even more important. Give me star power, give me history, give me current relevance, give me college game day, and you have a rocking environment with a game that has no business on ESPN Plus. Put this thing on some ESPN metric. I don't want to have to go to ESPN Plus to, to watch this. You, you brought college game day on. Let's go ahead and put on ESPN, and I'll leave it at that. I appreciate you for making us your first listen of the day. Every day on tomorrow's episode, we're going to talk about North Carolina Central versus South Carolina State. And I don't know if it's going to be Tuesday or if it's going to be Wednesday, but we will talk about Texas Southern's victory over Alcorn. I don't think a lot of people are going to talk about it, but it deserves to be talked about because this was a major win for a young program. And for your second listen of the day, make sure you're checking out Locked On Sports today. They're going to have all of the biggest stories and getting behind the scenes and the breakdowns from all of the Locked On experts. You can listen to it all week and you will not hear the same thing and likely won't hear the same voices. This is a great program that we put on. In the meantime, in between time, if you're looking for me, you can find me on Twitter at South Exclusives. Until the next time that we hear each other, family, take care, stay blessed. Peace.